Hello, and welcome to my weekly podcast. This is Open Hearts Enlightened Minds with Abby. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Open Hearts Enlightened Minds with me, your host, Abby Salmera. As always, thank you so much for joining me today on this Friday or whatever day it may be for you. I really appreciate having you here, having you listen to whatever I have to talk about today, which is apparently burnout. Oh boy. Um, I do typically start off each episode with talking about our week or, you know, at least my week. However your week went, I hope it was good. And if it wasn't, we have next week to take on for the better. So this week for me, you know, it's always good to talk about how the week went. It's a good, it's a good segue into whatever we're talking about today, which is specifically burnout. And um, yeah, so this week, it was the week after fall break for my school. And whew, what a change it was to get into. I mean, I got hit with an accounting exam the Tuesday after. And of course, it was a bit of a flop for all of us. You know, we got our grades on Thursday, and it was quite interesting. But it's all right. It'll be all right. There's a curve and whatnot. And I think with this exam, the energy of the school is just not it. Like, really, everywhere I go, I mean, it was nice to have a break. But also, I wish that break could have been longer. And even the, one of our professors pointed it out yesterday. We were in our class. It was the last class of our days. And... um she was like, oh, why is everyone so tired? And we're all like, oh, it's probably because of the accounting, accounting exam. Sorry. And um, also just whatever's been happening in our lives since we did have that one break. And just even I have been personally getting mentally and physically sick. There's like headaches happening, a little cold here and there. As I was saying in last week's podcast episode with my uh, stuffy nose that is probably still prevalent today. With everyone here, just in my surroundings, I just feel like there's a collective feeling of burnout. <sighs> oh boy. Um, burnout? I have mentioned that before in some of my podcast episodes. If you've ever taken a listen um, to Holy Invested or Out of Love, which were um, probably published couple months ago, I know Out of Love is a super early one, so if you're new here, maybe you haven't listened to it. And I think those are really talking about burnout as an after effect of certain situations. But today, we are talking about this result of burnout and what it actually is, you know, just focusing in on burnout. And I kind of already started getting into the reason why we're talking about burnout today is, of course, you know, the energy of the business school or, you know, just the vibes of college in general, you know, midterm season or post midterm season with our sad, sad grades for some of us. Um, it's just great timing. Yeah. With the middle of the school year to be talking about burnout. I mean, I'm feeling it right now. People could be feeling it every single day. I mean, actually me personally, I usually don't like to say that I'm stressed and instead say that I'm overwhelmed. Usually not a big person about um, burnout either, but you know, whatever works for you, I guess I just personally say that I'm usually overwhelmed when there's a lot happening, and that's okay, but there could be people feeling this every single day. The way that my classes actually work, um, the section that I'm in, we have classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9 to 5, 
with a two-hour break in between. And of course, in college, you no longer have to have that eight-hour life of classes like we did, you know, for 12 years of life. But hey, we chose this life. And whew, when you get to the end of that last class, oh boy, are we feeling quite burnt out. And it was actually great timing, not on just that end with the middle of the school year vibes, but one of our professors actually gave a lecture with perfect timing about it in class for management on burnout and boundaries in the workplace. We had a guest professor, I guess, or a guest speaker. His name was Devin Rapp, and I just want to credit him in case I um, or in case I will use a lot of, you know, whatever he said to us on Tuesday during our lecture about burnout. And another thing, another reason why we're talking about burnout today is because I was listening to a podcast this morning to, of course, Joey Kidney's Happy Times podcast. Love that guy. He's pretty great. Always love listening to his deep stuff wherever it may be on his podcast, TikToks, and all that jazz. I actually just got one of his books, and um, the one that he just released, it's a poetry book, Dreaming With My Eyes Wide Open, and it's really good so far. But the title of his podcast for this morning that he released today, I believe, was Listen to This If You Want to Feel Better When You're Alone. And when I saw this title, I didn't actually think that it would align with whatever I'm talking about today, but it does. And I don't know if if um, I really you know, came out of it, wanting to feel better when I'm alone, but it really applied the concepts that I want to talk about today very well. So what exactly is burnout? And our handy-dandy friend Google, as I always used to define everything that we're talking about on this podcast, says that burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. And that's actually from helpguide.org. Um, Google just so happened to have that as the first thing that popped up when I looked up what is burnout or burnout definition. And when I was further looking into that article by Help Guide, I think it's really important to note that burnout is different from stress. They have like this cool chart just outlining how stress is different from burnout. And I think burnout was more emotionally based. It, um, it wasn't just like having constant demands and, you know, trying to take it all on and stuff like that. It was um, being emotional and having these emotions of hopelessness, helplessness, a lack of motivation, ideals, and hope, really. That differs from stress because I feel like when it's stress, there's just a lot happening at the time. But burnout, it's so much that you end up being not motivated, feel like you can't do anything, and having this state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion, it's being tired of all these things piling up on you. And I feel like I've heard that so many times, just with the people around me, towards me, um, saying it towards me, saying it about me, saying it with me, whatever it may be. I feel like there's always people experiencing burnout at some point in the school year as here I am, a 19-year-old in college. So there we go. We know what burnout is. It differs from stress. But what exactly causes burnout? And from that lecture that I talked about that I had in my management class with that perfect timing of, oh, we're all burnt out, especially with those 9-to-5 classes, um, he, Devin Rapp, said that there are um, basically three different causes of the stressors in the workplace. And he actually did, he's a PhD candidate, so he's done a lot of research on this, so I really want to applaud him for that. 
but those three uh, stressors were emotional exhaustion, detachment and cynicism, and inefficacy. So just going into those. So emotional exhaustion is kind of, I, I feel like it's your um, signature, your classic burnout. It's what we talked about in the definition of burnouts being worn out, drained, kind of just being over everything, really. It's this lack of motivation and not wanting to do anything anymore because so much has already happened. So what more can you do kind of thing, you know? Detachment and cynicism. Um, I, I'm still kind of not really understanding what uh, it fully is, but it's about the cognitive distancing to, in order to disengage or desensitize from the demands of your job or whatever you need to do, you know, talking to other people, whatever it may be. You know, it's it's you don't want to be there anymore. You don't want to do it. And even your brain is telling you that you don't want to do it anymore. And that's why you can be experiencing burnout. And finally, inefficacy. So inefficacy is just the sense of personal failure and incompetence. Sometimes when you keep failing and failing over and over again, it just... You don't want to do it anymore. I applaud people who keep trying and trying and trying just to meet the results that they want. I remember one of my friends, she really wanted this certain score in the ACT, and I don't even remember how many times she took it, but she did it. Even after how, however many times she had to take the ACT, however many times in her mindset she failed because she didn't get the specific score she wanted, she did it, and that's super cool. But in the process, I'm sure it can get quite draining, and that's how you get burnt out. And I feel like all these reasons, this is this emotional exhaustion, the, the, the detachment and the cynicism, the inefficacy, it's all related to this lack of motivation in the end. You can't really bounce back up from, I don't know, being bogged down by so many things happening in life. Everything piling up on you. And this is a great time to talk about the spoon theory and how that may, might be a cause of the burnout. Every time that I've talked about burnout in all my other podcast episodes, it was related to the spoon theory. Just to recap, the spoon theory was originally meant for chronic illnesses, but it's kind of just like a metaphor for the amount of energy that you have in your life and the amount of energy that you have every day. So let's say... You know, here we are, it's Friday, and today I have 10 spoons, and each spoon kind of represents an increment of the energy that you have for the day, or how much energy you could give towards a certain thing. So when you have these 10 spoons, of course, you know, you don't want to devote all 10 spoons to um, making your breakfast, to your commute to work, to taking care of one other person. Of course, you don't want to do that because then you're going to run out of spoons for everything that you need to do throughout the day. And I remember the video that I watched on it said that you might even have to take spoons from the rest of the days, the next following days, in order to make up for the used spoons that you already um, utilized for things that maybe didn't need that many spoons. And that's how we get burnt out. When we use our spoons, too many of them on one thing that we don't even have any more left for what else we have to do. Burnout, right? So what are the actual, um, like signs, not signs, effects of burnout? How does burnout affect individuals? You know, cause we've talked about what it, what exactly is, what causes it. And now like, what are the effects of it? And of course there's, 
um, a lot of mental related things depression anxiety sleep disturbance and and things like that i don't want to disregard it but i'm also not an expert in mental health or anything but it does have um issues towards your mental health i mean i think just that signature lack of motivation is a good indicator that a burnout is affecting your mental health and not only is it affecting your mental health but also your physical health I know for me, whenever I get stressed, whenever I don't get enough sleep because I'm stressed, my immune system starts getting going down. Like I have start having cold. I wake up with a cold in the morning, you know, have a cough, you know, I'm having a headache, whatever it may be. It really begins to deteriorate our mental and physical health, which is very, very, very bad. Of course, we don't want that to happen. And when I looked it up on Google, you know, how does burnout affect individuals? Um, it had a really good statement, and I really liked it, so that's what I'm going to quote right now. It reduces productivity and saps your energy. I really like that phrase, saps your energy. Like, that's the exact same thing with the spoons. When you're burnt out, you don't have any more spoons on. You're out of energy, really. So one good way to, you know, not start going down this road of becoming burnt out is to know if you're on the road to burnout. How how do we know if we are on the road to burnout? And there are just a few things that I saw online that I feel like are make sense. They're classic ways to know if you're on the road to burnout. So the first thing is that every day is a bad day. And, you know, not every day could feel like a bad day, but maybe as a whole. Maybe as a whole, it feels like every day has been a bad day. We, I remember in the lecture, we watched a clip of this guy who's just so disappointed about how he has to go about work and how his boss is treating him. And it feels like every day is a bad day. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So that could be one thing that shows that you're on the road to burnout. Number two, caring about your work or home life seems like a total waste of energy. And... That's hard. I feel like burnout is really a lot about trying to balance things together since we are always moving on in life. We have a lot to do. I mean, I personally work three on-campus jobs. I have seven classes. I have a dog. I still work out in Taekwondo. It's a lot, and we have to balance all of those together. But when it feels like we shouldn't be doing it anymore, when we don't want to do it anymore, that's one way that we know that we're on the road to burnout. And that's because we're exhausted all the time. Number three, we are exhausted all the time because we've been trying to balance everything together. And, I don't know, try to just make the most of what we have to do that we're not even thinking about ourselves. Number four, the majority of our day is spent on tasks that we find either mind-numbingly dull or overwhelming. It's like going to school when you have to go to class after class after class. When you have tasks in your job that you have to do task after task after task, that you're not even thinking about it anymore. Sure, it's nice to have things come to you, but it's also why. Think about why it doesn't have to come to you. Is it because you don't care about it? Is it because it's just numbing your mind? Or is it because it's nice for you, you know? So everything is really something that you have to gauge. The last thing that might show if you're on the road to burnout is you feel like nothing you do makes a difference or is appreciated. And definitely, you know, I feel like for me, doing a lot of things 
even this podcast. Here I am, you know, maybe I'm just talking to an abyss. Right now I'm looking at a whiteboard as I talk into the microphone. And who knows if this is even making a difference in people's lives. Or if anyone appreciates appreciates it. Maybe I'm on the road to burnout with the podcast. Maybe I'm not. But you never know. For you, maybe you feel like nothing that you do at work is appreciated. Nothing that you do at work matters. And that might be saying that you're on the road to burnout. So once we see this, once we recognize it, how do we handle burnout? It's not that easy. Definitely not that easy. It's not as easy as, you know, trying to recover from emotional exhaustion by taking time off or going on vacation, taking breaks at work or reducing your job demands, because sometimes you just can't. You have to do certain things. For example, just... um Trying to handle detachment and inefficacy, you can integrate yourself into your work better. You can increase your job resources, work on job crafting, like, you know, trying to um, craft your your job to make it um, more beneficial to you, really. And dive deeper into what you're doing. Because sometimes that just doesn't work. Like in my classes, those nine to fives, not everyone in there is majoring in accounting or finance or management, but we still have to take all of those classes because we're part of the business school. So there's nothing really we can do. We can't reduce the job demand by just getting rid of our classes, right? And it's not that easy. I remember when we were in class and we were were discussing burnout, like what if this is all just a mind thing? Not a mime thing, a mind thing. Maybe we're just thinking that we're burnt out. Maybe it's just a mindset that we're making it harder for ourselves to balance everything, to bring everything together, and that it's not actually that hard. Is it really that? Hey, if you think that, then you can control your mind and maybe, you know, Just turn it around, flip it around, it'll start going up. If you really think that you're just thinking that you're burnt out, then think the other way, right? Because isn't that how mind things work sometimes? There's not much more I can say about that. But hey, maybe to you it's just a mindset thing. But for some other people, it's also so physically and emotionally draining. So some tips for burnout. Of course, this isn't always going to work for you. But there are some good three R's that I saw in helpguide.org. It was recognize, reverse, and resilience. Recognize, as I said, those five things that might show that you are on the road to burnout. And when you do, address it quickly. Maybe this means turning to other people and talking to them about it, talking to them about how you feel. But also, you don't want to burn them out as well, right? It's truly a give and take. When they're there for you, you want to be there for them. Or otherwise, I don't know. Equality. What's up with that? Where is that, right? But recognize it and address it. And that'll, I don't know, decrease the chances that you'll burn out fully. And that's also the reverse portion. You know, reframe the way that you're looking. Maybe it is a mind thing. So maybe you need to change the way that you're looking at whatever task you want to accomplish and are not motivated 
to do so. One thing that I like to say is that we just got to take things one step at a time. Prioritize everything. Maybe you want to do everything that's hard first, or maybe you want to do everything that's easy first, whatever works for you. And it's not always about consistently doing everything back to back to back. Maybe we need a little nap here or there, right? But it's in the matter of reversing the steps towards burnout to make it steps out of burnout. And finally, the third R is resilience. We constantly need self-care, even when you're not thinking about it. Self-care, it's up to you. I can't tell you how you want to care about yourself. I can't tell you to care about yourself. But in the podcast that I was listening to this morning from Joey Kidney, it was just really it was really enlightening to hear that he was like, oh yeah, self-care is doing something that makes you shut off the part of your brain that, I don't know, has to think, really. That's to think about whether you like something or not. That's to think about how much work something is. That's what self-care is to him. And I like that definition, too. Or it feels like you're just shutting off your brain because you really enjoy doing whatever it is. It comes to you. That's the nice, that's a nice type of com- things coming to you or things not having um, to think about them. That portion of self-care, like playing the piano or playing the guitar for me. Kind of just sit there and start playing, and that's pretty cool. And finally, the last thing, something from the podcast that I thought was also insightful, was just find your purpose. And we're not telling you to, you know, figure out your life goals, your goals for the future right now, because of course we can't do that, however old you may be. But just think about it. Maybe you want to have a goal just for the next hour, the end of the day. Create a to-do list. and you can. It's so um, satisfying to see that you've accomplished some things throughout the day, even if it's as simple as eating, whatever it may be. So if any of you are experiencing burnout right now, likely there's always a time, there's always going to be a time for it to go up. If there isn't, I highly recommend you know, reaching out to the people around you because you never know. You don't know out of the 7 billion people on the earth who's there to care about you. So, thank you for listening to another episode of Open Hearts and Lighten Minds with me, your host, Abby Salmera. Please check out my Instagram at openhearts.lightenminds for updates. Every time that I, I post a podcast episode and I would... Um, greatly, greatly appreciate if you could share this podcast with your friends. I'd love to have other people listen to whatever we have to say here on this podcast. Or if you even have any suggestions about what to talk about, that would be great. I'd really appreciate it. But don't forget, there, there are new episodes every Friday, so I'll catch you all next week. Mm-hmm.